0: And to you know, know that I can go out in the world, um, and that if I am out in the world and I see a police officer do, does my mind immediately go into oh my god? Even though I haven't done anything wrong, you know, worry about being stopped and what will happen and witnessing. But I also have to have these affirmations uh, that I have worked on my own healing and. That is trickling down through the global healing
1: that everything
0: is going to be more than fine. Everything is is wonderful, and I am blessed, and I have joy, and
1: I'm living in divinity, and I'm grateful for for what I have. So how did you... Um, reconcile your sexuality with your with your faith, because I mean, I mean, I, <clears throat> the Christian faith has never been that comfortable with homosexuality at all. Right, and only in recent years. I mean, I think even the even the the Pope has just started talking about it. You know, the I mean, Pope has just started talking about it,
0: and only within the last couple of weeks mm. gave his blessing <clears throat> same sex civil unions. Uh, Didn't say anything about same-sex marriage, but, you know, again, that's a big uh, leap
1: of faith
0: uh, for the Catholic Church. And and you're right. Traditional religion uh, has historically, uh, you say less less than kind, has been homophobic. And, um, you know, I I remember when I was growing up, uh, I used to hear things... Not in my church, but but in traditional Baptist churches, um, that God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And this was a notion to, to tell you that you know that that, that being queer. And while I was growing up, queer was not uh, you know it was a negative term. In well, no,
1: absolutely, that, absolutely, it was a it was a uh, well, it was it, it, it was yeah yeah.
0: It was a slur, yeah. and now it it, it, it is not. And, and and I, you know, as a baby boomer, uh, have embraced it to uh, uh, for the whole uh, LGBTQ plus uh, movement. And uh, you know, I I, I I definitely identify as a lesbian, but I identify as as queer in in twenty twenty. But when I was coming up in the church. Um, and when I was growing up, just in life, but particularly in the church, um, uh, queer people were not out. <laughs> so that's how they survived in traditional religions, because uh, even though they were there, they were not out in the church. Um, and I think about one of the biggest leaders in the civil rights movement, in the civil rights movement, and the uh, uh, and the churches were really intertwined um, in the 50s and the 60s in particular, and to a certain extent today. But the the leader of the March on Washington was Bayard Rustin, uh, who was a closeted uh, gay
1: black man. And he was closeted for a reason. Um. Uh, because well, he had enough to do with being black at that time. If he was black and gay, it would have been a serious. Right.
0: He was moving anywhere. And he, was, he was. He was told explicitly yeah. uh, by Martin Luther King and and others in the movement, "Do not, um, you know, don't come out." He said, yeah. "Don't, I don't that's come horrible, out." Horrible. to have to live like that. It is, and I think that then that there were there were also then these separations when. You know, there was a time in in the United States where interracial marriage was not allowed, um, oh, yes. and um, and then we cut to in the United States when same-sex um, marriages were were not allowed as a whole, and the same sort of arguments around equality for interracial marriages and same-sex marriages. Uh, could have been used and ultimately were used, but a lot of the people of color in the civil rights movement didn't want to see the analogy that it was really the same thing—that equality is equal, um, whether it's um, marriages based upon your race or marriages based upon your sexual orientation—and mm-hmm. um, discrimination is discrimination regardless of what it's based if it's based on a class of people. <clears throat> so, so uh, that that took a you know a while to to get the equality movement going on but uh, you know as i said when i was coming up in church um you weren't out and and um that's the way and i and i in thinking about it my past in fact i had a conversation with my dad who is 88 years old i had a conversation with him three years ago that i actually recorded i just sat down and recorded uh, a video conversation with him and I asked him who was the first gay person that he knew in his family or that he knew of in his family and he said his initial response was me um, and I found that surprising since uh, I, I have uh, an uncle uh, who was close to my dad's age and I suspect it was gay and I have a cousin Who's older than I, Um, uh, and uh, I realized that neither of these people were out. And what what my father was saying that I was the first person to be out. They knew that my uncle was gay, but they didn't talk about it. Um, They and and my uncle never said to me that he was gay. Uh, My cousin, who is six years older than I, finally did say to me. Uh, but I was that he was gay, but I was in my 40s when he did so It was a different time people were not uh, Open and out because they knew that that would be problematic um, And it was also it kind of it was it was almost that you know dealing with racism trumped dealing with any other ism and I, I personally think that again, we need to deal with oneness, and we need to deal with this stuff all together, because any discrimination is discrimination. And I, I don't lead a separate life. Um, you know, yes, I am black. That is fairly obvious. I think it's fairly obvious <clears throat> also that I'm a lesbian. I think it's fairly obvious that I'm a woman. All of these things. My age is fairly o- obvious. All of these things you know are isms and can have an impact and i shouldn't have to separate them Mm -hmm. um you know in terms of dealing with
1: equality and it's that thing about how to hold it how to hold that, that that position and face the opposition that you're facing and still stay in in a spiritually aligned place at the same time
0: right and i think that you You have to hold it uh, because if you hide, try to hide any part of yourself, you're less authentic. You're not bringing your whole self um, at all. And you're not living your whole, full, rich life. Who I am is, um, you know, as this outer exterior has to do with the fact that I am, a woman that I am black that I am a lesbian um, I'm a lesbian who wears ties sometime um, I, I, a,
1: you're a lesbian Danny.
0: yes I say I'm a, I say I'm a lesbian um, because uh, and, and that that actually comes from uh, Tiger Woods who described himself as a coblin Asian uh, because he was white uh, white and asian uh caucasian and asian so i decided to combine black and lesbian and and lesbian. lesbian. brilliant Brilliant. creating Uh, words i'm I'm a i'm a i'm a a proud lesbian Uh,
1: and i know you're quite active in the world in this on this thing so i know you have the the black history black history website um, yes. what, and obviously, you've now got this new role. Do you want to say more about that? What, what What's that going to? How is is this going to be taking this message out further? Um, it's, uh, the,
0: I think the difference is yes, in in a way, yes. Uh, my new role is uh, editor of eight black newspapers and one Latin newspaper. Mm. Uh, they're weekly weekly papers and uh, they're local um, to the cities that I live around and the Latin paper is called El Mundo, um, which means the world. Um, So it's but it but it also is traditional media. Um, So my role there will be more of telling the stories that white traditional media don't tell or telling them in a different way that they would. I mean, now I think um, so-called white traditional media is used to telling the story, you know, stories of George Floyd's and of Brianna Taylor. Um, typically, they do not tell the stories of, of black uh, transgender folks or any black queer folks. Uh, there still is, <clears throat> I would say, a little uh, isms around there um and so yes i i will be instrumental in in telling those stories i mean and i I actually go back to i belong to a lot of uh conferences that deal with queer people (coughs) excuse me and um queer uh some people think are, are tantamount to white uh and don't recognize the diversity as well so just because of who I am, I will bring out, um, you know, our diverse stories and our good stories. It's not not only the stories of tragedy, the stories of triumph. Uh, And one of the stories I was able to bring forth is that um, an openly queer, uh, black former rugby star, um, and rugby is one of those sports that people assume that black folks don't play. And that women don't play, kind of like hockey, but this woman was a star and an all-star. She during the pandemic started her own business, you know, at a time when businesses are, are folding. Um, and I got to tell that story, that uplifting story. So to tell the complete story, the stories of of hope and of faith and um, of joy and, and prosperity. And yes, tell the tell the stories of. Of pain as well, but also tell them in a way that may lead to to healing. Uh, You know, to tell the stories of spirituality and to to tell the stories of people who are doing the work, like uh, a Nelson Mandela, like Martin Luther King, like Gandhi, who were not embittered uh, because of the tragic things that happened to them and to family members, Um, but You know, we're working towards healing and their own
1: spiritual healing and global spiritual healing as well. See, this is the thing that I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm grappling with in terms of the whole idea of spirit and duality of it. In terms of that, you know, we, we, we kind of have this thing in, in the, in the spiritual perspective of that. Well, we have to accept what is. We have to accept that that there's going to be difficulty and challenge, and it's how we we face those difficulties and challenges well the danger of acceptance means that things don't change that's what I can't understand it's like and then the Bible says you know turn the other cheek and then well, yes okay I'm not so keen about that idea but okay I I accept there is a there's a a plan here that you have to accept it on some level but why how long for (laughs) I wouldn't, uh, you know, Paul. I guess I,
0: I wouldn't. I, I, I've heard that notion, and I wouldn't use the word accept. Um, what I would say, first of all, is that I personally, in my, in my spiritual journey, uh, put my attention on my intention. So I can put, in another way of, of saying it, is I can focus. If I want to, on all of the ills of the world, I can focus on, you know, what happened to George Floyd and to Breonna Taylor. I can focus on the fear that that might happen to me, or <clears throat> I can do affirmations and put my focus and my attention on my intention to have a wonderful. Joy-filled, blessed life. I'm not ignoring what is happening in the world, but I am focusing on the good things that I have in my life, and that I want to have in my life, and 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 living in the present. Um, so I'm not in denial uh, of the world but I'm more open and accepting to the joy that the world can bring. Rather than focusing on the lack, the limitation, I focus on the openness and that, uh, the limitless possibilities uh, for spiritual enrichness and, and joy, And be the change if, that you want yes and not oblivious to the fact that you know i'm someone who loves creature comforts and uh (laughs) you know is into into self-care and not uh but i i i believe that i can have these wonderful luxuries and privileges both emotionally spiritually internally and the physical things and you can have them as well yeah. and other yeah, yeah. folks can have them so I'm not trying to hoard my good for myself and my family and uh, so, so and, can, and I can so I can appreciate the wonderful stuff that Oprah Winfrey does yeah. Uh, yeah and not think oh my god she's got you know this this and that and that means I
1: can't have it um, yeah. so what are the, some of the tools that you use and you mentioned affirmations is there anything else that you use
0: Oh yes, every, every day. So every day I do affirmations. And one of the things that the head of my uh, spiritual center, Andrea Earl says, is we need to use our smartphones for something smart. So I use, uh, uh, there are affirmation apps um, uh, available and I use I use one, it's called I Am, and it's available on iOS, but these, and it's free and these are used on everything and you can set it so that you can get affirmations once a day and then, or multiple times a day and you can also write your own affirmations as yeah, well. Yeah. So that's affirmations are a big thing and I'm also big in writing <clears throat> my affirmations. And as I mentioned that I, I said, I really focus my attention on what my intention Intention is one of the ways that I really get clear on what my intention is. Is through writing out affirmations, um, and not just writing it once. But one of the techniques uh, that I was taught in something that I read was to write it. And this is this has biblical roots as well. Write it seven times, seventy times. So write it four hundred and ninety times, um, and be very specific. About your affirmations, um, uh, so that's really a, a big thing that I do. I'm also a big reader. Um, I use read a lot of uh, spiritual folks. Um, I, one of the, the my daily reads is Marianne Williamson, Year uh, mm-hmm. Year uh, of Miracles, um, uh, just amazing. And Ayama Vanzant, I also read daily um acts of faith um and these are short one-page things um i am uh, just started reading this book called the untethered soul mm.
1: um
0: and are you familiar with that
1: i yes. read it yeah i have it on the yes. I think yeah and i bought uh, i bought the workbook it's and, just, uh something still michael stillman um michael singer singer michael singer yes he, michael singer. He, he, he builds a business out of meditation literally meditating in the woods <laughs> yes yes well when
0: i on, on the cover of the book there was this great quote by deepak chopra and someone who, who i i read a lot and i listen to a lot too i listen to a lot of podcasts uh uh and music is 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 really really important to me to uh uplifting music uh, i do listen to a lot of Gospel music, uh, and uh, having a, in addition to all of these, also having a practice uh, of, of gratitude, of, of, of grace and gratefulness. Um, particularly myself. Again, all of these things really start start with me and and forgiveness. And I didn't really understand how important that was for me because you know back to this whole thing about you know I was saying that you know we need healing and we need reconciliation yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I was you know talking the global perspective but again it starts with me uh, I went through a very bitter <clears throat> divorce and uh, custody battle and I had um, a lot of hatred and resentment and bitterness against my ex-wife, who is my uh, co-parent uh, of, of of two of our children, and um, it really is just in the last two years in my spiritual journey that I realized that I needed to not only forgive myself um, for the failed marriage and uh, you know for my part in that relationship, but I also needed to forgive my ex-wife because. Um, And I needed to do that for myself and for my children, because there was no way that we could have a decent relationship now in this stage of our life and be effective co-parents of our now teenage children who you know, still need us to be on the same page in yes. uh, in co-parenting and you know dealing with stuff. My my 19 year old daughter has a boyfriend, and you know dealing with those matters, uh, you know, at any time you know could be difficult. But in in a pandemic and in a double pandemic, uh, <laughs> even more complicated. So it's 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 nice to have done the work. That, that I do and continue to do on myself around around forgiveness. So those, those things in total are key um, and looking and, and being grateful and looking and thankful for the miracles, thankful for uh, my family, thankful for my wife and thankful for my ex-wife. and that you know I mean I've known my uh, ex-wife now for 25 years and at one time, she was my best friend Um, and at one time she was my mortal enemy Um, and now uh, recognizing that she is family Uh, there is love and there is forgiveness and then there is faith because I could have never imagined that we'd be in the place that we are now but that's what my individual work in terms of spirituality has has done for me and I'm so very grateful um, and and live a happier and blessed life and I know that this, this is something that can be globally as well, uh, can be
1: employed globally. Well look Kiki, we've had a lovely conversation and I feel like, like a lot of the conversations I'm having over the last few weeks, I could go on forever because you are an interesting lady (laughs) and I would love to speak to you again, but I think for brevity, we probably need to uh, draw a line. Is there anything you want to say before we finish? Uh, Just uh, thank you, Paul. Thank you for
0: your original outreach to me. And I'm just so grateful to be here and, uh, you know, the... The way that I live my life um, is that I love my life. Um, I love life. I love everyone. I'm full of joy, and I, I, I'm also full of faith.
1: Yes, that's wonderful. Well, Kiki Monafat, thank you so much for your time and being here with me. I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. So, uh, so thank you. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate you.